Well, welcome back to another edition of the Post-Sermon Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Kevin. And we are here to break down this past Sunday's sermon on spirit-controlled wives from Ephesians chapter 5, uh, specifically verses 22 to 24, uh, where we learn that uh, spirit-controlled wives submit to their husbands as to the Lord. So, Obviously, Kevin, the the big uh, word that's at play here, the the big S word that we uh, <laughs> fail to, we we don't like in our culture. This word submit help uh, help us just rehash what you talked about on Sunday a little bit, and I know, it seems like we just need to do some rewiring, right? Because there's a lot of just baggage that comes with that word, a lot of assumptions that come with that word, yeah. And so, if we were to start from a whiteboard, right? Just from yeah. scratch here. Ooh, and I just like really it. go. I like it. Let's go, I know, let's go with this. <laughs> go back to the scriptures. Yeah. What does this word actually mean? Yeah, submission. We we try to teach a Greek word on Sunday, which we don't often do in one of our a, sermons. It's a fun but, one to say yeah. too. Hupo tasso. Hupo under tasso to line up. So to line up under is literally it's kind of a it's kind of a military kind of a word, really. It's to to live according to your rank, to to assume your role, to, to, to line up under. So what does that mm-hmm. mean to submit? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, let's remember that every person on the planet uh, is called to submit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no person who is outside of God's plan for hupotasso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, God has delegated his perfect authority to four different areas of authority in the human experience. So you have the civil authorities of government, mm-hmm. you have the church authorities of elders, mm-hmm. you have the home authority of husbands, mm-hmm. and you have the employer authority mm-hmm. of you know the boss. And yep. so, so you have uh, God who has perfect authority delegating, according to Romans 13, 1 to 5, his perfect authority to sinful people. Yep. Because all governors, all mm-hmm. bosses, all husbands, all church elders are sinful. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect, but God delegates his perfect authority to mm-hmm. these people who occupy positions mm-hmm. of authority over others for the sake of God's glory and mm-hmm. for the sake of our good. Mm-hmm. So to submit means to line ourselves underneath the authorities to, to, to bring all of our energies and all of our talents, and all of our intellect, and all of our skills, and to use them to help make mm-hmm. our authority more successful mm-hmm. to their authority. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for a lot of people, their natural inclination when they hear that is like, well, that seems like a value judgment in many ways. You know, there's a, hmm. it's, we, we sometimes come with that and think to ourselves, well, why is the man more worthy than uh, the wife is in that relationship. But you had talked about uh, 1 Corinthians 11.3, yeah. talking about that being a really helpful uh, kind of a diagram for, for submission. And you talked about even the son and his submission to the father. Can you like flesh yeah. it out? Because I think that, that there is a little bit uh, paradigm shifting in how we think about this. Yeah, the head of Christ is God, mm-hmm. it says in 1 Corinthians eleven three, So that means then that Christ himself has a head. Mm-hmm. Well, Christ is not less than in any way, you know, like, but just like the wife has a head in her husband, mm-hmm. uh, the wife uh, can submit joyfully to her husband without any compromise or any lessening of her worth or her mm-hmm. essence. 
in the same way mm -hmm. that Christ can submit to the Father mm -hmm. without any compromise or lessening of his worth or his essence. So, okay. so to submit just means that I'm, I'm, I'm taking my life and I'm investing it in the success of my authority. Mm -hmm. And that's what God, Christ mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. He's all about the glory of God. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. so, so Christ is submitting, meaning not that he's... Um, completely less than or that he's a doormat or that he's being taken advantage of or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But his, he's using all of his energies for the glory of another. Yeah. And the wife has been given that helping role mm -hmm. from Genesis 2, 18, that she would use all of her energies to respect the role that her husband occupies mm -hmm. and to help seek to make him successful or pleasing to God. Okay. That's really helpful there. And again, just, I mean, this all comes back down to these basic ideas of what is the role that God has given and what is the specific responsibility that is given to uh, to that particular role. So for, yeah. uh, for the wife, it is the, the role of the helper most manifested in the call and the command responsibility to submit. Yes. So you talked about also how with Genesis chapter 3, sin... Uh, makes that more challenging, doesn't Sin it? Sin always complicates things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't like submission <laughs> as wives, mm -hmm. just like husbands don't like mm -hmm. loving their wives mm -hmm. because of our flesh, because mm -hmm. of our sin. Our selfishness always is going to go against God's design. And this is why Jesus is so, so precious to us, because Jesus is the one who set us free from the curse of mm -hmm. sin so that we don't have to live according to this yeah. sinful controlling and competing. Remember yeah. Genesis 3.16, the wife's desire shall be for her husband. I think what it means mm -hmm. is for her husband's position. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's going to compete with him now. Mm -hmm. And in sin, the husband, instead of loving the wife, mm -hmm. is going to actually rule over her and and you know treat her as less than and mm -hmm. as a slave. Right. And both of those things are absolutely wrong. That is yeah. the result of sin. And so we have to recognize God's good design. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the mm -hmm. joy of a husband that says, I'm living to sacrificially lay down my life for the eternal good of my wife. Yeah. And the wife at the same time is saying, well, I'm living mm -hmm. so that you would be more and more pleasing to God and more and more satisfied yeah. to God. I mean, yeah. that is God's joyful wisdom. It just, again, it constantly comes back to the challenges that sin brings into this world. We even had this uh, conversation in the car just this morning on the way to church. Uh, one of our little girls was asking me who, or I think it was, it was like, why did, why did somebody come up with like bad words, right? Like, okay. you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, why did you yeah, do like, that? And, you know, I told her, it's like, well, you know, I don't know the exact reason for it, but what I do know is that what we can trace anything bad or evil or displeasing to, that is back to sin, right? Yeah. So why, why is there illness in our household right now? Well, it's because the effects of sin. Why are there yeah. people who do bad things or say bad things? Well, it traces all the way back to, and always anticipates the greater reality of what we are striving for and what we're, what our hope is towards. And if I can just speak to that a little bit again, because the, you know, as Christians, we just have to keep renewing our minds yeah. with this reality that God's ways are actually for our good. Right. Like, God is not a joy monger. God is not a... a what do you call that? Like a, uh, mm -hmm. a, a joy killer? A killjoy. A killjoy. There you yeah. go. God's not a killjoy. Yeah. 
because you know sometimes we have that thought we almost think well well okay i'm going to obey god mm-hmm. but i'm not going to be as happy right. if i could just do and that's the lie of this world. This yeah. world is full of raging feminism. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. even the church is mm-hmm. full of like a second wave <laughs> feminism, which is trying to convince uh, mm-hmm. our sisters that they can be happy mm-hmm. outside of God's that's design. Yep. And 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 men, this when we are when we are trying to be controlling, or we're trying to be ruled by fear in our homes, or we're trying to somehow take advantage of our wives. We're, we're believing those same lies yeah. of, well, I can be happier outside of God's design. Mm-hmm. And that just isn't true. Mm-hmm. Jesus brings satisfaction and joy. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is joy. And so that's why, we, that's why I titled this Spirit-Controlled Wives. Because mm-hmm. we can't, we can't d- disconnect our discussion of submission to our husband yeah. from our submission to the Spirit. Yeah. And the one that's most important is our submission to the Spirit, because that is what brings the appropriate relationships then in our life and joy in that way as well. That's great. So obviously, the, what we're calling people to do here is not just tolerate God's good design, but you, you know, you concluded with this idea of like let's celebrate. Yeah. This, right. Yeah. So. Sounds really good, right? But what does that practically mean, right? So uh, we see what God's Word says, right? We we want to be people of the book and obviously be obedient to it, but we don't want to just be obedient. We want to be joyful about it. We want yeah. to celebrate. We want to you know, be advocates for this, not only in our own lives, but for the marriages and of, of others in church. So what does it look like for the church and for various people in the church to celebrate God's design? Yeah, well, I like how you said it. It doesn't mean to tolerate God's design. <laughs> But actually to defend it, to uh, teach it, to proclaim it. Mm-hmm. When you're celebrating something, you usually are pretty vocal about it. Yeah. Like it's like, this is good. This mm-hmm. is really like, do you know mm-hmm. this happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is really neat. And so I think sometimes the church has been, um, Im- we act embarrassed about God's mm-hmm. design for biblical manhood and biblical womanhood and yeah. roles and responsibilities in, mar- in marriage. So when you're at work, and this, and all of a sudden, somebody starts talking bad about their wife, yeah. <laughs> or somebody starts tearing down their husband. Like, oh no, no, no! Like, pray that God will give you the opportunity there to mm-hmm. joyfully and humbly, and yet to celebrate God's design and say, "Oh, I'm so sorry that that's how you're seeing this right now, because mm-hmm. God has designed this to be something very precious." Yeah. Like you're missing out on God's good design here. You're missing out on what is best. I mean. You know, it's it's interesting. Some of us in our, our church have grown children mm-hmm. who are already married. And sometimes, you know how this happens, your child your married child will call home and your daughter's talking to, you know, her mom on the phone yep. and all of a sudden she slips into, you know, well, I can't believe my husband's doing this or whatever. And I remember this is this actually happened to Jody and I. So mm-hmm. first year of marriage, it was not good. It was not good at all. And uh, Jody, Jody's not here in this conversation right now, but if she was here, she would share this because we, we share this openly, but I'm not sharing anything she wouldn't want me to share. But uh, she, she, was wanting, she was wanting out. Yeah. And she called her mom and she was, and, and her mom said, Jody, 
I don't want to talk to you about this right now. You need to work this out with your husband. We are not mm-hmm. going to sit here and tear down your husband. I'm going to hang up the phone right now. I'm going to pray for you, and you go and you make it right with your husband. I'm like, wow, that that yeah. is that is that is a leave and cleave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that is a wisdom. That Praise is a God mother-in-law that. Yeah. that was wise to understand. Like, no, I'm going to celebrate God's design, yeah. even even when it it's easy to go ahead and undermine mm-hmm. and allow sin to justify yeah. tearing down God's God's goodness. That's really helpful. That's good to hear. So obviously this has been primarily geared towards the wives here, but maybe just want to take a few minutes here. Think about this sermon from the perspective of the husband, the wives, you know, we, we looked at first Peter three, a little bit talked about how, you know, this is a call, even when husbands are sinful to mm-hmm. still respond. And it's a way of, of winning them over and the, with their conduct and, uh, their own um, submission to him, but it's, it might even still be fair though to ask the question of what husbands can do to help cultivate an environment where it is a joy to submit, right? So obviously there's the call to submit still regardless, but husbands can still do things, right, that make that more of a joy and uh, a pleasure to to operate within. So what what does that look like maybe? or what is, what Yeah, well, we'll get into that in two weeks for sure more, but I think the the main answer that Ephesians 5 gives for that is to love, mm-hmm. you know. And love isn't this cotton candy feeling. It is this sacrificial laying down my life, just like Christ did for the church, for her eternal good. Yeah. So I'm constantly putting her good ahead of my preferences. Mm. I'm constantly putting her eternity ahead of my present day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm sacrificially doing so. I mean, that's what love is. That's agape love mm-hmm. in Scripture. First uh, Peter 3 goes on to add a second way that husbands can cultivate a, a, a gracious environment in the home, and that is to be a learner. So not just to love, mm-hmm. but to learn. You know, to live with your wives in an understanding way mm-hmm. is what it says. In other words... Uh, men and women are different. You know, God has created us different. We we see in our world today how how uh, feminism and, and uh, is is really trying to erase all distinctions of mm-hmm. men and women. Mm-hmm. Well, that is that is absolutely stupidity, mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, it's you mm-hmm. see this being wrestled with most in the sports world today where all of a sudden they're trying to get rid of men's and women's sports and Mm -hmm. there's uproars and it's like that that is that that is crazy to think that there's Mm -hmm. no differences at all between men and women and the fact that men and women are different isn't wrong Mm -hmm. it's just different right and so i think for husbands sometimes we can be a little bit stereotypically we can be a little bit dull and dense (laughs) you know and we just kind of assume, well, I can treat my wife like I treat the rest of the guys. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scripture says she's a beautiful vase. I mean, mm-hmm. she's she's to be treated with care. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't carry a beautiful, fragile vase the same way you carry a five gallon bucket. You know, mm-hmm. like you got to you got to realize there's some distinctions, there's some differences. And so, First Peter three seven says, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way. In other words, be a learner. Be a yeah. learner. Your your chief study should be of your wife and how to really bless her and serve her and encourage her eternity and her joy in Christ. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to say two L words, maybe, um, mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. and learn. Yeah. Wait, you didn't say lead. 
I didn't say lead. You didn't say lead. Well, it starts, it starts with L, but that's yeah. the wrong L. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which, so maybe uh, we got a few minutes left. That might be even helpful. I know this is a, about the wives section, but, but I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that there were a number of people on Sunday when you said that, that sat up a little bit straighter and started to uh, <laughs> wrestle with their minds like, what? Bible doesn't call me to lead my wife. Like, yeah. that's, but, so help us understand that. Like, what, what is it that we are called to do. Yeah, so husbands. we're called to love. Ephesians 5, 25 and, and following mm-hmm. is clear. But let me talk to that because that's so important. Listen, I haven't yet found anywhere in mm-hmm. Scripture where there's a command for a husband to lead his wife. Mm-hmm. And yet, most men's ministries mm-hmm. in most evangelical churches focus their men's ministries largely on leadership. Mm-hmm. Largely on leading their wives and children. Mm-hmm. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. Can I, I, I cannot say that strong mm-hmm. enough. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. The reason that is so wrong is because that is fueling and feeding right into the mm-hmm. curse of sin in men's mm-hmm. psyche from Genesis 3.16. Men are all about rule. Men yeah. are all about lead. Men mm-hmm. are all about how do I get her to do what I want her to do. Yeah. That is not the focus mm-hmm. of men's ministry. Men's ministry should be focusing on mm-hmm. love. In other words, we are the leader. Mm-hmm. Yes, God made us yeah. the head. But we didn't, we didn't deserve anything by that. It's like God yeah. says, you're the captain of this team. I'm going to hold you accountable on the good days. Yep. You're going to get the credit. On the bad days, you're going to, be, <laughs> you're going to get the credit. Mm-hmm. So you're the head. I'm holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. Now go and show me that you're the head by how you love, not yeah. how you lead. And I made this mistake so clearly. I'm probably so passionate about this because mm-hmm. I have made this mistake. I've suffered the consequences of this mistake repeatedly in my marriage where I have focused more on leading Jody mm-hmm. than loving her. And that has been more a consequence of Genesis 3.16 sin mm-hmm. and the curse of sin in my life than it ever has been on my study of Scripture. Mm. So let's get this right, men. Let's yeah. get this right. We are the leader. Mm-hmm. So show that you're a godly leader mm-hmm. by focusing on love. I mean, this is the, you lead by example, That's right? right? So you're in the example that you were setting, we just covered in Mark chapter 10, uh, verse 45, right? This is, this is Jesus as just the heart of what it is to be a disciple of him. It is, you know, not even the son of man, right? Even the, the son of God who came into this world did not come to be served, but to serve. Yeah. To lay down his life sacrificially for the good of others. Yeah, it's it's about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If you look at biblical masculinity, mm-hmm. you say, what does it mean to be a man? It's not a John Wayne kind of a thing. It's uh, you, you should say, well, it's, it's a Jesus Christ kind of thing. Yeah. It's a Jesus of Nazareth kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, that's the perfect sinless man. Mm-hmm. So to be a man, according to Scripture, according to Proverbs 31, which is fascinating, we think mm-hmm. of Proverbs 31 as being the text that tells us about biblical womanhood, and it does. Yeah. But in Proverbs 31, it also tells us about biblical manhood. And if you study that, you'll find out a biblical man is actually a person of self-control for the sacrificial Mm. benefit of others. Mm -hmm. That's biblical masculinity, Mm -hmm. is self-control for the sacrificial, in other words, sacrificial Mm self-control for the eternal good of others. That's what it means to be a man. And that kind of biblical masculinity needs to be, like, we've got some wrong views in the church today about, well, Mm -hmm. the man is the high priest of the home. No, he's not. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the high priest of the home. The man is the, the man is the head, Mm -hmm. meaning he's the appointed leader, Mm -hmm. but his responsibility, his job description is not to be the high priest. Yeah. 
his job description is to love. And he mm -hmm. loves through prayer. He loves through washing his water with the word. He loves by learning her. Mm -hmm. He loves by serving. He loves by caring. All these things. But mm -hmm. we, we don't have this. It's not like, oh, now this, this husband is now the spiritual leader of this home. Mm -hmm. She has the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. just as much as he does. Yeah. It's, they both have roles. Yeah. And, and they both can, can, can mm -hmm. have spiritual responsibility to serve one another yeah. and their children. But we got to be careful. We've we've let our tradition yeah. drive this, and we focus far too much on leading. That was really helpful for me early on in seminary. One of the guys who was a leader in our Bible study uh, brought up that point. He's like, "I am not called to be my wife's Holy Spirit." That's right. Um, and obviously, that's not a call to this passivity with any spiritual, you know, guidance in the home, right? Because it says here in Ephesians five, like he, you know washes her with the water of the word right so there is very still a ministering of god's word to her heart but it is not with the controlling the leading the the any type of manipulative mindset it's it is just you're speaking it's the overflow of your heart yeah. of god's word to yeah. to your wife so well, we're out of uh out of time here for today um just starting to get good I there. Know, I know. it was right so uh <laughs> some great stuff i we kind of balanced a little bit between between the two roles and i'm sure we'll do so in a few weeks when we look at uh, the husband's role here as well um very excited for this conversation but kevin maybe uh maybe i asked you to do something a little bit different that we've never done before as we close out the podcast we'd just be willing to pray for yeah uh, the that. women in our church as they just uh and really all of us but specifically my mind is on the wives in our church who are just learning to, to just take what they've heard on sunday and try to really strive to honor the lord and joyfully embrace this design so yeah father god we just pray for our sisters especially our sisters that are married right now, that you would help them, Father, to walk in your spirit, to be led by your spirit, to be controlled by your spirit, so that their joy would be found in Christ, not in their marriage. Their identity would be found in Christ, not in their husband. Their, their, their delight and their satisfaction mm -hmm. would be found in knowing you and serving you, regardless of how their husband lives or responds. Father, I pray that you would Please set our sisters free. Please set them free from worldliness and fear. Give them such a freedom, the freedom of Sarah with Abraham, the freedom of Abigail with Nabal, the, the freedom, Father, to serve as you have designed. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, I pray that you'd please purify, purify our marriages and give our sisters, please, by your spirit, give our sisters Godly husbands, husbands of self-control, husbands who care, husbands who listen, husbands who love. And I pray it for your namesake in the glory of, of, of your gospel witness in this world. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, church, for joining us this week for the podcast. We're going to look forward to being back uh, hopefully next week, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, prayer for the persecuted church, which is what we're going to celebrate this, uh, this Sunday together. Uh, some really cool things planned, so please try to be there, uh, both for the service and for the 930 hour. It's going to be a great time together, so we're looking forward to it. Thank you, church. We love you.